Welcome back to Raging Nerds, episode 19, where we'll rage all over your eardrums. As always, this is your host, Thirsty, and I am joined by John. Yes, the Tempescent John. The Tempescent Job. John, what is Tempescent? He's engorged. Okay. Oh, your head does look a little swollen today. It happens sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and we are joined by our special co-host. Hey guys, it's Justin from Mindfud County Podcast. And today we are continuing our saga of House of Danger. Saga. Saga. We're going to uh, die. <laughs> we are on chapter four. So we have one more chapter after this. Um, again, this is House of Danger by Z-Man Games. It's a chapter choose your adventure board game that was just released at Gen Con this year. Um, but as a recap, what happened last session? Well, you should have been paying attention to the last episode. Okay, shameless. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But if you weren't, we found the professor or the scientist guy that was uh, in a jail cell. Professor uh, Marsden. Yeah, it was after we went through the entirety of the house. Uh, we encountered ghosts and, and crazy people and orangutans and all kinds of stuff. We found him in the cell, freed him, and now he's taking us to the secret laboratories in the house. Mm-hmm. So that's where the episode three ends. And I remember his ex-co-scientist, his assistant, went fucking rogue. Yeah, she's uh, trying to do some kind of money laundering operation with the monkeys. Yes. And uh, trying to besmirch the Marsden name. So he needs your help. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> to recap, uh, we went to some conventions. We went to Staple. It was lots of fun. Lots of indie comic book makers, artists, anything that you can think of. Uh, what was your experience there? Uh, well, I was there as a vendor for my comic, Speaking of Evil. And it was pretty good. Um, lots of great creators there. All kinds of cool artists. Uh, we made some good connections, met some new people, and uh, it's always a great convention, always a lot of fun. I think the weather kind of shied a few people away from coming because it was kind of a small crowd, but it was always fun. It always is. All right, you ready to get started? I'm ready. Okay. Let's see if we're going to die. <laughs> That's a couple times. Chapter four, The Hideout. After encountering dangers outside the house, facing multiple ghosts inside the house, discovering an underground laboratory and stumbling upon angry chimpanzees. You're ready to get some answers about this place and the nightmares within. The mysterious phone call I got this morning, you say? It was you, wasn't it? Phone call? What phone call? Wait, it couldn't have found a way to access the phone lines, could it? Professor Marsden's eyes go wide. Then he sees the look on your face and shakes his head. Well, that's not important right now, he says. Something about his tone leads you to suspect it is important, but you don't push it. If you manage to get this far, you must be quite the aspiring detective. And psychic investigator, you add. <laughs> I thought that was about to be left out. <laughs> <laughs> no way, babe. You go on to tell him about the recurring nightmares that drove you to delve into this whole bizarre mystery. Nightmares, he asks. Fascinating. If your dreams mean what I think they do, then I'm glad you're here. I can explain more later, but right now, getting to the neuron inhibitor mainframe is the crucial thing. It's the only way to retake the lab for my dastardly former lab assistant, Carol. He's, Carol. He says the name in a hoarse whisper as if speaking it aloud could summon some ancient evil. Together, we discovered a source of technology far beyond anything this world has ever seen. But she betrayed me. She used our work to take control of the chimpanzees and start a counterfeiting ring with a local crime syndicate. We made scientific discoveries worthy of Einstein, of Galileo, and then she just uses it all to... He trails off. I'm sorry. I've been locked in here so long that I've forgotten my manners. Now that you've freed me, I can open a secret passage for you that will lead you to the neuron inhibitor mainframe. It will take you through the area where our most experimental work was conducted. Be careful, though. It can get dangerous in there. 
It's just me who's going, you ask, with fear in your voice? Yes, he says. I'll need to monitor your progress from the operations room, where I have access to the security system. Here, use this earpiece so we can communicate. Nice. Draw clue 91, discover your goal. We got an earpiece now. We're Secret Service. (laughs) (laughs) Disable the neuron inhibitor mainframe. That's our goal. The clear glass door leads to the temporal manipulation lab, the professor continues. The frosted glass door goes to the psychic development room. The professor takes off for the operations room as the secret passage opens from the empty jail cell next door. The two glass doors are now before you. Too bad the professor didn't explain which route was the best way to get to the neuron inhibitor mainframe. What do you guys want to do? Do you want to try the temporal manipulation lab or the psychic development room? Hmm. Hmm. Which one makes my Scooby senses tingle? I think psychic development room could help us get to level five on the psychic scale. That is scale. very true. So or maybe we should go that way first. Let's try that. Yeah. We go to die. So card one fifteen. And just to do a recap on our psychic scale, we are on level four dash nineteen, and we are at danger meter three. Doing good. Doing good. This room features several rows of blue metal chairs, dome-shaped helmets attached to odd-looking devices hang above the chairs. There's also a large glass tube big enough for you to step into with the door on the side. A green button is accessible from inside the tube. You slowly realize you've seen these machines before in photos in the reference book Ghosts and Ghouls, which you have on your bookshelf back home. The photos were in a chapter about how rogue parapsychologists were attempting to give ordinary people psychic abilities. If you remember correctly, the blue chairs are attached to machines intended to give the subject pyrokinesis, the ability to start fires with mind control. The large glass tube is an energizing chamber that gives people telekinesis, the ability to move objects with one's mind. Both seem ready to go. A metal stairwell to the far side of the room leads to some sort of observation booth, which overlooks the room you're in, and possibly others. If you sit in the pyrokinesis chair, enter the telekinesis energizing chamber, or skip the weird equipment and climb the stairs to observation booth. Okay, so we have an actual... We have um, a premonition of a brain on fire. Right, so I'm thinking that has to do with the pyrokinesis. It makes sense, Uh, and these are usually warnings from what we've learned, so... I don't think going for pyrokinesis is a good idea, even though it is kind of a cool ability. Um, but I'm thinking maybe telekinesis should work, right? We don't have any like mental buff things yet, so this might give us a way to like increase our mind rolls. So I think it's worth a try. Sounds good. Okay, um, 106. You enter the energizing chamber and shut the door. Press the green button on the interior wall and the room goes dark while the large glass tube emits a blinding white light, forcing you to cover your eyes with your hands. You can feel the machine rewiring your neural pathways to activate mysterious, previously untapped portions of your brain. The pain is horrible! Part of you thinks that if you can just endure the pain a little longer, unlimited mental powers might be unlocked. Another part of you is concerned that your head might literally explode. Reminition. If you are a level four or higher on the psychic scale, draw a clue 93. Awesome. And we are... We're level four. 93. Clue 93. Ooh, it looks like an oven. Interesting. Okay. It's right next to the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) All right. 
we have a choice here. Do we want to stay in the energizing chamber and work through the pain? Or you can't take it and get out of the chair? I mean, we're already this far. I want to I want to work through it. Yeah, let's try. Okay, 98. Uh, oh, card draw, 98? Draw clue 98. Okay. Is there any rolling or anything? Nope. Okay. We get telekinesis. You Yay. now have the power to move things with your mind. You think about this as you run for the observation booth. Okay, once per challenge, you can raise the danger meter by two to re-roll a dice again. Nice. Keep this card, move forward one space on the psychic scale. Go to story card 99. Just one on the psychic scale? Yeah. Okay. But the ability to re-roll is pretty good. That is awesome, for sure. The observation booth has thick windows that look down into a circular chamber where you see a human-sized chimp in a hospital gown sitting at a table. The poor animal's head is shaved and hugely swollen. Electrodes are attached to pulsing veins. The chimp is gazing intently at a small wooden boat, which is floating in midair above the table. The chimpanzee sees you, and the moment his eyes meet yours, you start to black out. You break eye contact just before losing consciousness, and decide you'd better exit this room quickly. Next to a fire extinguisher on the wall is a map, which gives you a quick overview of this area. You orient yourself and see that the observation booth is next to the cryogenics lab and the supercomputer room. If you go to the cryogenics lab, go to 93. If you check out the supercomputer room, go to 109. Ooh, you can go to cryo. Find Michael Jackson. I mean, let's go supercomputer. <laughs> I think supercomputer is definitely the safest route. I think with the cryogenics room, we're probably going to find more monkeys. Or die. Yeah, well, yes. and die. <laughs> <laughs> it's not or. Uh, so do you guys want to stay safe and go with the computer room? Yeah, I say computer room. Okay. As soon as you enter the room, the computer lights up. Present your credentials, a digital voice demands. It must be the computer. You mutter something about being the new lab assistant. I judge that to be false. You have come here seeking answers. My memory banks contain all the information you desire, but access is forbidden. You don't see a keyboard, so apparently voice commands are the only way to interact with this thing. Unless, of course, you can best me in a competition of my choosing, the computer continues. Be wary, human, no flesh creature has ever defeated me and my limitless mind. <laughs> Anyone else reminded of the movie War Games? Yes. I, I'm reminded of the, the programmer guy in Grandma's Boy. Oh, How do they see me? <laughs> if you agree to compete with the supercomputer, draw clue 97. Do you guys want to compete? Hell yeah, we're at 20 <laughs> on the psyche scale. Yeah, let's, uh, let's play kick this global, computer's ass. Yeah, let's play global thermonuclear war. A compartment opens in the computer's casing, and a robotic arm extends from inside it. The supercomputer wants to arm wrestle you. Of course. <laughs> okay, so we don't have any strength buffers, um, but Here you know, not for that one. Oh, no. No, we don't, we don't have any strength buffers. Well, okay. Let's just shoot it. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> Three, great. That's all we needed. Okay. Okay, so we won, so we're going to draw clue 102. Quantum Synthesis Stabilizer. You defeat the supercomputer and gain access to its files. One is a diagram of a rod-shaped device called a Quantum Synthesis Stabilizer. If you have clue 39, we do, um, keep, the, uh, keep this item and move forward two spaces on the psychic scale. What, what? We're okay. level five. Okay, so we get to keep it. Nice. Okay, finish story card 109. 
There are two doors leading out of the supercomputer room. You start to open one door and the computer shouts, Do not attempt to enter the armory. You start to open the other door and the computer shouts, Do not attempt to enter the observatory. This computer may be pushy, but it's also quite informative. So which way are we going? I see armory. That's I say armory. That's okay. So 94. <laughs> yeah, let, let's armor up this. Just go full everything. Oh, I get this one. <laughs> Hunting for loot. <laughs> you enter the armory. The door closes behind you and you hear it lock automatically. That voice sounds horrible. It's Batman. <laughs> Unbatman. Unbatman. <laughs> I'll stick with it now. The room is nearly empty. You realize they shudder that whatever weapons are usually kept here are probably in the hands of people or chips. Roaming the halls outside. <laughs> the only thing left is a massive artillery gun mounted on a swivel in the center of the room. There are also a bunch of lockers lining one wall. If you would like to search through them. Optional challenge. Search the lockers if you are level 3 or higher in the psychic scale and add a plus 1 to your roll in addition to any psychic challenge booster. Let's uh, do absolutely. it. Absolutely. That then rolls. We got three. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> All right. Draw clue 92. Uh, hypersonic isotrope resonator. Nice. You find the tech catalog with details on an object called a hyper hypersonic isotope regulator. If you have clue 87, do we? Yep. Keep this item and move forward two spaces on the psychic scale. Oh, We're about yeah. to max out our psychic power. <laughs> Finish story card number 94. Yes. There's a door here, and you can see through its window that leads into a stairwell. Unfortunately, this door is locked. The artillery gun you have found has a shell in it. Though, so you could probably blast your way through. As a matter of fact, why limit yourself? With that thing, you could probably get through the wall opposite the door. Instant shortcut. So do you want to blow a hole in the wall through the security door to the stairwell? Or blow a hole in the wall... Through the wall. <laughs> I think we should uh, blow a hole in the wall. The cryogenics lab might be right next door. It could be, but like at least we know that's a place we need to go to. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, we need to go to these places, search everything, because shit is going down with curl. So we, curl. Need, we need to get curl. Curl. <laughs> curl. Curl. Ten tickles, curl. <laughs> That's just weird, right? <laughs> um, I vote for blowing through the wall. Yeah, I vote for a wall. Let's blow the wall up. Boom, boom. Go to 97. You carefully navigate straight chunks of masonry and find yourself in a laboratory. There's a closet-sized metal box here, big enough for you to get into, connected to a computer terminal. Some notes you find scattered on the desktop contain terms like DNA decoding unit and cellular replicator. You know what this thing is for. Clones. It makes clones. You're sure of it. Well, 90% sure. There's a flashing red light on the terminal that might mean something's not working properly, but the computer is so old that it uses punch cards. You just know that trying to figure out what's wrong with the computer would be a huge pain. There's a time clock on the wall above a column of time cards with a handwritten index card that says, Observatory Employees Only. Next to it is a stairway leading upwards. Free action. If you're level 4 higher on the psychic scale, you can search the computer to determine the meaning of the blinking red light. 
To do so, raise the danger meter by one and draw clue 99. Do we want to raise our danger meter? Yes, let's go through all of the wonderful punch cards <laughs> of 1955. I think it's fine to like try to search it, don't you? Okay. Well, it's just we're going to have to go up one, so we're going to be at level four now. Okay. A message flashes on the screen. Warning. Moral alignment circuits are malfunctioning. All clones produced under these conditions are evil. Okay, good to know, good to know. So, no cloning, guys. <laughs> Otherwise, you If you want to try to clone yourself, go to 116. <laughs> if you want to take the stairs to the observatory, go to 108. Uh, let's do the observatory. <laughs> are you sure we could clone ourselves and have good ash and I bad know what? ash? I mean, it says, it says right there we're going to make uh, an even I clone. raised up my danger meters, so no thank you. <laughs> I think we saved ourselves a death. Yes. <laughs> Okay, 108. You go up a long flight of stairs that leads to an observatory where you find Professor Marsden staring at the stars. How did you get here first, you ask? It's all my fault, he murmurs sadly. Lost in thought, we reached out to the stars and they reached back. But when the creature made contact, we got greedy and captured him for further study. I fear our nightmares mean he's sending out the telepathic messages in hopes of being rescued. If you want them to end, you must set the creature free. This is why, the professor continues, we need to take back the compound from Carol, disable the neuron inhibitor mainframe controlling the chimpanzees, and free the alien ambassador. Carol watches over the mainframe constantly, he continues, so you'll be heading into a great danger. Make sure you're fully prepared before you move on. Uh, so wow, that's the end of the chapter. We can do a couple things. We can go to the temporal manipulation lab, psychic developmental room, uh, the armory, and observation booth. So we've been to observation booth. We've already been to the armory. We've been to the temporal manipulation lab. We didn't go there. We went to the psychic development right, room. Right, right. So do you guys want to go to the temporal manipulation what are the, lab? What are the card number choices? Uh, 96. Yeah, 96 is our only option. So yeah, let's go. Okay, so oh, okay, if... To the flame boy brain people. If we do that, we raise our danger meter by three. We'll be at five. But I mean, what's the worst that happens? We we fall back down on the psychic scale by two points. We'll still be level five. Okay. Right. I mean, I suppose so. And we've got plenty of buffs for our rolls. So yeah. let's do it. One, two, three. So we are at danger meter level five. A massive machine with a glowing control panel is before you. The moment you step inside the room, the door slams shut behind you. And the machine begins to hum. Professor Marsden said this area was dangerous. But you feel like he should have warned you about all the self-closing doors around here. <laughs> the glow of the control panel is getting brighter and the hum is almost deafening now. You look for an off button, but only find a big dial with three settings. Past, present, and future. Past, present, future? This is a time machine! <laughs> If you don't pick a setting and fast, something seriously bad might happen. So should we go to the past, stay in the present, or see the future? Past. Hmm. Maybe they got lotto numbers we can come back to. Well, like, it, is this, <laughs> did it mention, you said there's three, three lights? Is that what you just said? No. No, one big dial with three settings. Okay. Past, present, or future. I mean, you don't want to stay in present, right? Present, no, we need, to, we need to go forward or backward. But I think knowing the future would be more beneficial, wouldn't it? Unless it's all run by apes. There's also the option we go there and it's just like chimpanzees that murder us. Right. And eat our face, yes. But if we go too far back, we can eat eaten by a dinosaur, so... 
Let's go to the past. I want to go Let's to the past. Let's go to the past. Past it is. Okay, Scooby senses are tingling. We need to grab story card 104. The walls melt away as time and space shift around you. It's enough to make you feel a bit queasy. You soon become aware that you are standing under a tree at the base of a grassy hill. You're surprised to hear the rumble of thunder since it's a beautiful cloudless day. Then you see the source of the thunder. A warhorse charging over the crest of the hill straight towards you. The man on its back is wearing a horned helmet, and he draws his sword when he sees you. You're no history expert, but you're pretty sure you've come face to face with Genghis Khan, and he looks wrathful. You can stand and fight, or you can make a break for it. You could try climbing up to the tree's higher branches before Genghis reaches you, or find cover behind some rocks a short distance away. Optional challenge, fight Genghis Khan. Yeah, let's do it. Do we have a sword or a knife? Uh, we got a sword still. Um, what do you have to roll? Let's fight him. Okay, are you, are we gonna risk this? Yeah, let's use our sword. Well, at least we got a plus two on it. I know, but if we lose it, it's lost. So don't roll roll a one, it's lost. We have to roll a three or higher. To beat him. But if I roll a one, we lose a sword. You only lose, you only lose your inventory item if you roll a one, because that's a critical fail. I thought if you just lose, you lose. No, if, if you lose, you just you keep it. It's fine. Well, the good thing is... It's only if you roll a one, you lose. We can actually oh, re-roll the okay. dice. It's not in our favor. Oh, 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 we got the telekinesis power. Yeah, we do have the telekinesis power. But do we lose this? No, because we're going to use the telekinesis power to reset it. Okay, so we're going to up our level by two, which we're still on level five. We can only do it. That's it. We can't do it again on this roll. Okay. So we got a six. Yeah, yeah so that's what we need. Go. Great, okay. okay. Draw clue 94. Off with his head. Genghis Khan's war bow. What, what? You defeat Genghis Khan and take his Mongolian war bow. Keep this item. Move forward one space on the psychic scale. Lower the danger meter by four. Nice. Finish the story card. One, two, one of four. Three, four. Yeah, okay. Hey, we're at max psychic power. What? Nice. If you decide to climb the tree, go to 118. If you try to find cover in the rocks, go to 92. Rocks. I mean, he's already beat, but... His army's probably going to come. Yeah, don't want them seeing high up in the tree. So, yeah, yeah we're going to hide behind some rocks. I, I think rocks. rocks are probably the smarter plan, And we too. can throw them if we have to. Exactly. <laughs> You're surprised to hear the professor's voice in your earpiece. I've accessed the time machine remotely, he says. Hold on tight, I'm bringing you home. Wait, hold on to what? Your surroundings fade out again, and before you know it, you're back in the temporal manipulation lab. The machine appears to be on its last legs. A disturbing amount of black smoke is wafting from the time machine, and you decide to get moving before the whole thing bursts into flames. Fortunately, two wall panels are now open, leading to new hallways. Okay, Professor, which way from here, you ask? To the left is the experimental supercomputer, and the armory's on the right, he says, but it's not safe to gzzt. Whatever technology is transmitting, his voice shorts out. The experimental supercomputer is on a green desk with a curious oversized orange frog paperweight. It looks like it's made out of metal and must be quite heavy. The eyes of the orange frog are yellow, and you feel yourself being drawn to them. Um, so armory and supercomputer 94 and 104, which we've already done, right? Uh, yep. Okay, so that is it. Uh, but just the FYI, this frog is on the back of our psychic card. So what does the frog have to do with anything? Nothing. It's just it's just trying to lead you to the supercomputer. Um, this is the back on our image, on our psychic scale. Okay. And so it's just like little hints in these in the game where you're like, you see it and you're like, oh, I should check it out. Okay, because it looks kind of like Hypnotoad. <laughs> 
Uh, but that is it, guys. We completed chapter four. Um, that was quite a short level, but we did gain a lot of things. Um, we gained telekinesis, which is something great that we can use. We have the force now. <laughs> <laughs> We've gained the quantum synthesis stabilizer, the hyper hypersonic isotronic resonator, and Gagas Khan's Warbo. What do you think? We can pawn it all on eBay. Still, <laughs> <laughs> so if we had that briefcase of money. <laughs> yes. Um, we've gained so many cards. We are maxed on our psychic scale. We are level four in our danger meter, but I'm okay with that. Um, yeah. This was a really short round. I mean, there's still a lot of cards that we didn't even touch, but in comparative to the other levels, there's a lot less cards. That's true. So this is supposed to be like a short round, I believe. Yeah, it's a little bit shorter, but I mean, we got a lot accomplished in a short amount of time. Definitely, so. for sure. Yeah. We got really cool stuff. But tune in next week where we continue our House of Danger board game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, if you want to catch up with me, I'm on social media as Thirsty Erica. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also email me at thirsty at ragingnerdspod.com and check out our website, which is ragingnerdspod.com as well. And you can find me on all the wonderful friend face and Twitters and stuff like that at Dogfin Studios. Or you can email me at dogfinstudios at gmail.com. And if you'd like to check out my podcast, it's available at mindfudgecomedy.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. Uh, if you'd like to follow me on any social media, it's at ComicalJC. And if you'd like to check out my comic book, Speak No Evil, it's available at graybearcomics.com. And that's G-R-A-Y, bearcomics.com. Don't forget, guys, uh, um, our podcast is on all social media as well, Raging Nerds Pod. Uh, give us a rating, five stars on iTunes, so you can spread the word on our podcast. Leave us some great reviews and feedback. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.